And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Rainbow Skyline Podcast on The Athletic. Nice pass, Jokic! That's in my house. And I told him, listen, if you see me around Denver, Colorado, anywhere, it's all about the Nuggets right now. Rainbow. The Rainbow. We are back. After one week of the NBA season, we're back. Rainbow Skyline Podcast. It's Dave. It's Kendra. Um, Kendra, look, it's four games. We don't know anything, right? We we are ignorant about what this team is going to be. Um, the one in three doesn't really even matter to me. They played a, a, a tough game against the Kings who have been playing tough without Jamal Murray. They lost that game late. No big deal, right? You're going to lose a bunch of games this year. But I do think that we are starting to get a picture of where they are currently and what it's going to look like for the next few weeks. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely the bigger point to hone in on. And guys have talked about that. Mike Malone said this. Monte Morris said this. Is, it's early. You know, it's the sky is not falling. Michael Malone talked about back when he was coaching the Cavs. They went to the Eastern Conference final the year prior, come back. They were 0-2. And they ended up being the most winning team in the league that season. So he's <laughs> right, like, the yeah. sky is not falling. It is okay. That being said, there are a lot of things that the Nuggets need to figure out if they want to turn this early season around and start at least appearing more competitive, appearing like the team everyone thought they were going to be heading into this season. And I mean, in these four first four games, there have been some moments that make you kind of go, huh, that's not, that's not great. Their turnovers against Sacramento the other night were terrible. They committed 20 turnovers, led to 37 points. That's not great. In other games, their three-point defense has been really off, allowing too many points in the paint. So obviously defense apparently is the big area that they, that they really need to turn around. You know, uh, the, they're the second worst defense in the league right now. And I mean, they're, they're just, they're, they're two points behind, uh, the, the rockets for the absolute worst, their net rating minus three. Um, these are things that, that just don't happen to good teams over the course of a season. I know that they will correct, but this is sort of one of the things we were worried about mm-hmm. was developing a new defense for this team because you don't have Jeremy Grant on the wing. You know, you lost Tory Craig, so you don't have that guy that you can plug in from the bench who you know is ready to go in, in any situation. Um, and, and those two guys in particular, I thought, were so important, especially in the bubble defensively because they were able to take your, your two big assignments on the court and it gave – Mike Malone options at the end of games if they if he felt like guys weren't defending and now it's you know a lot of Monte Morris at the end of games which which is great he's a, a fantastic player but it's not the same level of defense totally and it's 
that's what we've seen in these losses are just missing assignments or being late on rotations or just a little bit of sloppiness or whatever it is, something that those defensive specialists in Grant and Craig, who you mentioned, I mean, maybe they did every once in a while, but that wasn't their forte. And now the Nuggets are, you know, we, we, in the preseason, we saw them against Portland just come out and absolutely dominate and have those amazing offensive games. But the reality is, okay, you can put up a hundred and, 30 points, but if the other team scores 150, like it doesn't really matter how many points you score on them. Um, and, you know, M- Michael Malone is a, he's a defensive coach. He threw out that, that stat that you mentioned that they're second to last in the league in defense. And, you know, something he said last night that, that I thought kind of just encapsulated at least his feelings about how their defense is, is he was asked, you know, what did the Kings do to, pick apart your defense or what did they do to make it difficult? And he said, anytime they had the ball, they made it difficult on our defense. And I think that just kind of shows the state of where they see them at. And it's, it's, it's all over the place. Well, you know, they, they're scoring well. I I think it's very safe to say that they're scoring the ball pretty well. And they probably have another level that they're going to reach offensively. Um, but they've got to find a way to sort that defense out and they don't have a personnel fix. So, you know, we were, we were talking before the show, we thought uh, it'd be a good idea to discuss our expectations heading in versus the reality of what we've seen so far. And I want to start with the defense because Mm -hmm. we both expected the defense to struggle, especially early on. And it looks like we were both right, which shouldn't be a surprise, but I do think that there are some bright spots. Michael Porter Jr. is making plays defensively. Now, does he make mistakes? Absolutely. He's a young player. But, you know, there was there was one drive late in the game against the Kings. He had a really nice strip. The ball, you know, he doesn't get a steal on it because the ball winds up going to the Kings. But he is doing things. He's staying connected. He's, he's in there. Um, Nikola Jokic has been making some defensive plays. They're just not good enough to, to raise – their overall defensive uh, floor. It's not, I don't think it's a poor effort thing. I think it's just a team that doesn't really have good defenders, plain and simple. I completely agree. And, you know, Michael Porter Jr. said he knew that he needed to improve his defense. He, that was a personal challenge that he was going to take on. And he's, he's done better than he's done in the past. But yeah, you know, it's, Michael Malone has said he's not going to hide Michael Porter Jr. on defense anymore. He's not going to hide Jamal Murray on defense anymore, which he shouldn't do. And those guys should have to learn how to play good defense. But when, when the game's on the line and the opponent has the ball, like there's no guy who I say, yeah, let's bring him out there to get a stop, which in a lot of these closer games that the Nuggets have played early in the season is what, they needed. They don't have a defensive lineup to go out there and just shut things down. And as we get further into the season, as the Nuggets continue to play contenders in the West and the East, when you play the Lakers, when you play the Clippers again, when you play the Mavericks, Utah, you need to have guys to be able to say, go out there and shut that person down. And, and they don't have that. 
Right now, I think they have one and three quarters of a good defender. They've got <laughs> Gary Harris. Hey, Monte Morris is a fine defender, by the way. He's just not a plus defender. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they've got uh, they've got Paul Millsap, who has looked great mm-hmm. so far. Uh, that you want to talk about expectations versus reality being <laughs> vastly different. You know, I was talking about him in the bubble, and just he looked stiff. He wasn't able to move, and, and uh, clearly, he just wasn't right physically. He looks renewed. He looks the better than he did last season. And I thought he looked great for them last season before the bubble. Of course, I completely yeah. agree. <clears throat> he was not there in the bubble practically. Mm-hmm. And he knows that. And he said that he's like, yeah, I was not right. I wasn't taking advantage of maybe some of the opportunities that were there. I wasn't playing the way that I know I can be played. And, you know, he's, he's really made up for the fact that they don't have Jermichael Green right now. Um, you know, I'm not saying that Jermichael Green is going to be the defensive guy that they need, but at least on offense, just from an overall production standpoint, Paul Millsap has really picked up the slack. He's hitting threes. He's playing good on defense. He's getting in the paint. He's almost what, 36 years old in February. So I mean, he's, he's giving them everything that they want from him. Yeah, and um, the rebounding has not been great. I mean, they're they're twenty second in the re in the league in defensive rebounding percentage. Um, that's not going to cut it for a team mm-hmm. that's not defending well. No, Michael Malone always says if they lose on the boards, they lose the games. The perfect example of that was I think it was the Clippers game on Christmas. They just got absolutely destroyed on the boards. Then against Houston, their one win this season, they absolutely dominated the boards. What they need is we're talking about Michael Porter Jr.'s, you know, active defense, but what they need him to be that rebounder that he was when he wasn't one of the primary scorers. Because last season when Michael Porter wasn't always relied upon just to score in huge volumes, they wanted him to do the nitty gritty work. And against the Clippers, he had far too few rebounds. And Michael Malone said going into that Houston game, he said, you need to get 10 rebounds. I'm making you get 10 rebounds. And he finished the night with nine. Um, so they, they need guys to, to crash the glass, not just stand around and ball watch. And that's what they've done in, in a lot of their losses. A quick word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Well, let's dig in a little bit on on what some of the guys have done individually. Uh, I want to start with Jokic. Uh, we both felt strongly about him being in the mix for MVP, just from a number standpoint. Uh, if they win the the requisite number of games, 
I think if he can average a triple-double all year, he's probably in that conversation. 24 and a half points, 13 and a half assists is insane. I mean, again, it's four games. Mm-hmm. We had an 18 assist game, yep. uh, a steal and a half, almost a block, almost 12 rebounds, uh, shooting 40% from three. He's still not shooting the ball enough to me. You know, I, I really would like to see him in the 18 to 20 <laughs> attempts range. Uh, but th- that guy could score 30 a game if he really wanted to. And um, he has been spectacular. He's honestly maybe exceeded my expectations for, and again, yes, we're four games in, so it's really early. And I thought he was going to come out strong, but like, I didn't know the early season is always kind of a toss up with what Nikola Jokic is going to look like last season. It was, Oh, he's you know slow. Do you put on weight? What's going on this season? It's the complete opposite best shape you've probably ever been in heading into a season. I mean, he's what he does for this team. We talked about it last week when we talked about his MVP potential is just incredible. He, he opens up the floor in so many different ways, having a center who can pass like him. I I feel like that just does different things than when it's your point guard who can pass the way that he passes. Um, So, I mean, yeah, his MVP race right now is looking pretty good. I'd put some money on him right now. I I like how aggressive he's being. You know, he's not out there hunting his own shot. He's never going to be that player until late in the game. Uh, But I do think he's being more aggressive, getting to his spots, directing traffic for these new guys. Michael Porter Jr. playing really well, opening stuff up for other people by cutting. And Jokic is just so great at finding them. Right now, some of those shots aren't falling. But they will eventually. And I I think this team, again, has a whole other level to reach Offensively, and if they could figure out how to defend, it, you know, sky's the limit. Uh, Jamal Murray had one bad game to start the season, then two pretty good games. One that he left in the middle of the third after after you know getting hit in the head. Didn't play in game four. Um, you throw out that first game all together. Guys are going to have bad games all the time, mm-hmm. and for some reason with Jamal Murray, and I know why because of the inconsistency. But we don't give him a couple of games. And see how it goes. It's one game happens, and all of a sudden it's well, the bubble wasn't real. Well, then he comes back and you know, he's eight of 17 on his next 17 threes. You know, he scores 22 a game in those two games. Um, looking more like the Jamal Murray we kind of got accustomed to offensively. And so we need to see more consistency, but this is about what I expected from him. Yeah, I yeah, especially if you throw out that that first game that was very, I mean, that's that's like a whole different kind of inconsistency because that's worse than he would play on an off night. That was the first right. game just getting into it. So I agree with that. And, and by I the think, way, got to the line seven times in that yes. game. Yeah. So there was good stuff. Yeah. He was trying, he was finding other ways to be involved that didn't have to do with pure scoring. And I also think it's important to remember like what he did in the bubble was so out of this world that I think there's this weird misconception that in order for him to be a star, oh, well, he has to go score 50 points every night. That's never going to happen. Like, that's just not going to happen. As long as he comes out like he has done in the, you know, second, third game that he has played and can do that consistently, you know, that will do it for the Nuggets because then you have guys like Michael Porter Jr. who is also going to get involved, Nicole Jokic. They have other people who can score will Barton. Um, so he doesn't need to be that 
insane shooter every single night in night out. It's just about continuing the hitting his shots. He doesn't have to attempt a crazy amount of three pointers in a game, but if mm-hmm. he hits the majority of those, awesome. That will really help yeah. the Nuggets out. Well, and, and they, you know, they dropped that second game to, to the Kings. I think they probably wind up picking up that game if he's out there, because one of the big problems for them down the stretch, well, they couldn't buy a shot and you mm-hmm. know, Jamal Murray can, can get you a bucket. So, um, you know, again, I think Jamal has been fine. Uh, he looks fine physically. Um, that's the most important thing for them. Everybody is kind of working their way into some different level of shape. Nobody else is in the condition that Nikola Jokic is in, which is just an incredible thing to say. <laughs> I love that. I just got to say that. It's, it's amazing. Um, another guy that we kind of had high expectations for on the offensive end and not, not high expectations on the defensive end, Michael Porter Jr. Yep. He's been great. Um, you know, again, I, I think that the – the defensive stuff is better than it was. And so, you know, it's not good, but it's better. But the offensive stuff is incredible. To to be that size, that athletic, and to shoot the way he does and just to be so smooth with the ball, um, that guy is a killer. He had 30 in the second game against the Kings. Score, he's <laughs> 54 points in two games against the Kings. Right. So, I- obviously, he's a king killer. <laughs> Yeah, you know, when because we, we've been going back to the arena now for games and I was watching him warm up and I was like, I forgot how beautiful his shooting form is in like, mm-hmm. it's just like kind of pretty textbook. And there's some shots where you're like, what are you doing? And then he hits it last night or against the Kings in their second game. You know, he was in the corner. Harrison Barnes went out to him, put a hand right in his face. Michael Porter Jr. still knocked down from the corner. It's, okay. <laughs> when he was when he was going uh, heading to Missouri, I compared him to Clay Thompson. They're shot. It's the same thing. That. They're just not bothered at all by the defensive pressure. And you know, he he obviously has a lot of confidence. That guy is going to take a ton of contested shots and hit them. It's not quite like Kevin Durant level where mm-hmm. you're completely unbothered. <laughs> um, but to have a guy at his size be able to do that stuff. And then I mentioned his cutting earlier. Mm-hmm. His cutting has been incredible, and it's opening up so much for the rest of the team that you know he's really putting pressures on pressure on the defense, even when he doesn't have the ball in his hands, and that is huge for them because they just don't have a lot of guys that can do that. No, and once he once he gets really comfortable playing on the on the floor with Nicole and Jamal, which is still it's still a learning process, but once that happens, you know what you just said about the defenders can't leave him. And so whoever they're playing is going to have this conundrum of how they're going to defend the trio of Porter, Murray, Jokic, which is going to be a great issue for the Nuggets to give other teams because that's going to eventually get them some really open shots. And if not one of those three, someone else, Gary Harris, you know, if you're finding Gary Harris open, hopefully that means that he can get that shot back that he's missed the past couple seasons because defenders are starting to leave him. Because they say Michael Porter is a bigger threat right now than Gary Harris, or Jamal's a bigger threat right now than Gary Harris. We'll let Gary get back into a rhythm and then and then if all four of them are shooting the lights out, then right. there you go. Well, then the defense is taken care of, right? Exactly. The best, best defense is a good offense, I think, in Denver. And you know, so Porter is not gonna lead the team in touches. No way. He's probably gonna be third, maybe fourth in touches. Um, 
He could lead the team in shots. I could see that happening because games like he just had against the Kings where he gets hot, you can see that those guys are going out of their way to make sure they feed him. I mean, he wound up with 18 shots, was 12 of 18. Incredibly efficient game. Um, So I like what I've seen out of Michael Porter so far. Uh, I still don't think that he's untouchable in in trades, James Harden. But I do (laughs) think (laughs) – But I do think – that uh, he's a pretty good player, and they're better with him on the court than they are with him off. We'll be back with more Rainbow Skyline after this. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. And now let's kind of just talk about everybody else. And I hate to group everyone into that group, but it really is those three and everyone else. Um, the playmaking is, you know, is huge for them off the bench and something that they really missed out of Will Barton in their starting lineup in the bubble. Um, do you feel like Will Barton looks like Will Barton? Will Barton looks good, especially for the ambiguity that was surrounding his injury and really not knowing what was going on with his health. He looks good. He's still got his quickness. He can still move his feet. You know, he still looks like the Will Barton that was really strong for them last season. So I think, you know, him embracing this bench role will be good for the team in the long run. And he's been a really good floor general alongside Monte Morris in that second unit with so many new guys or guys that just didn't play last season. Uh, PJ Dozier getting a lot of minutes. Um, I, I think that, you know, we kind of guessed he might be that Tory Craig guy, at least from a minutes perspective and, and a defensive assignment perspective. Um, you know, I, I think the defense is okay. The offensive stuff is a little rough. Yeah, his his ball handling definitely needs some work. He's had a lot of sloppy turnovers in the first four games through trying to dribble through the defense or just trying to set up other guys. Um so yeah, you know, that that definitely needs needs some honing in on the defense. I think once he can, he's just a really long guy. So I think once he fully understands how to use his body more than just sticking his arms out and what everything that he can do, I think that he has a lot of growth potential to to become a much better defender as well. Uh anybody else kind of stood out to you? Not really, right? It, no, it's, not really. It, this everyone is, else and this is Goes back to the bench point. Exactly. The bench and is a little bit non The bench right needs now. to figure out how to really have an impact because right now, Michael Malone is having to play his starters plus Monte and Will Barton a ton of extended minutes, which he did not want to do early in the season coming off of such a short off season. But the reality is the Nuggets wouldn't have given themselves a chance in those two King games if their starters didn't play really long. You know, it's, you want to see guys like Facundo Campazzo figure out how to have the impact um, on the game, which he hasn't 
really been able to do yet against the Kings in that second game. Bull Bull looked really flustered being out on the court, not really knowing what he should be doing or where he should be. Um, and then, like you said before, like we haven't seen Jermichael Green yet. So will he give something new to this, to this bench unit? Maybe I think Isaiah Hartenstein has been a, has been a good addition. I think that he's been doing really well, but nothing where I'm sitting here being like, that's, that's it. You know? Uh, yeah, look again, it's early. It's, it's four games. We're not making any kind of judgments here. I'm looking ahead at the schedule between now and when we record next week, uh, they've got the Suns, and then they have a home and away against the, the Timberwolves. So they could very easily, by the time we reconvene be four and three, um, Phoenix is going to actually be on the second half of a back-to-back they're playing in Utah the night before. Um, so that might be just a schedule loss for, for Phoenix. And mm-hmm. then obviously the Timberwolves, you know, not very good. So all of this haranguing that we're doing and hand wringing um, over starting one and three likely to not even matter by this time next week. Um, so things we need to see, we need to see more defense, need to see better rebounding and need to see someone else step up, especially defensively. And if they can figure that out, it'd be great. But if they can't, if they're going to defend as a bottom two defense it is not going to go as well as we all wanted. <laughs> that's, I think that's the bottom line for the Nuggets right now. I'm sure that that's what they have circled, highlighted, starred in their conversations and their notes and whatever it is, how they communicate. It's, the offense is going to come naturally for them. Do not have to worry about that. You need, they need to figure out this defense, especially like you said, they have this kind of slower part of their schedule then it starts to pick up. And by the time it starts picking up and they start playing Utah and the Lakers and a little bit more tougher teams, you don't want to be figuring out your defense against those kinds of teams. Yep, exactly. Well, that's going to do it for this week on Rainbow Skyline. Uh, For Kendra, I'm Dave. We'll be back next week with another episode and hopefully a larger sample size and we feel a little bit more comfortable with what we're looking at. Uh, Make sure you go over to theathletic.com slash Rainbow Skyline and sign up. If you haven't already got a subscription, it's a good time to sign up. We've got a good deal going on. Buy one, gift one. So if you missed someone at Christmas, buy yourself a subscription and send it to them. Just tell them you forgot. Just lie. You know, it's the holidays. Make them feel good. So theathletic.com slash Rainbow Skyline. We'll be back next week with another episode. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.